0: Welcome to a special episode of the Noble 8 Podcast State Reality. Today, the first podcast, Remixed, which is a technique I'm going to be using for, I think, the first three or four podcasts that are in the feed, in order to remove all the ums and ahs and white space and all that other kind of gunky noise and put it into the standard mono format that I'm using now. The original podcast was recorded at slightly lower quality, but in stereo, so some of the low quality will come through. However, this is probably a slightly easier format. And the topic is particularly interesting. It looks at the prehistory of the Noble Ape development and also the development around ApeScript. Whilst the podcast has been relatively quiet for the past few weeks, I'm going to be recording a suite of podcasts over the next two weeks, which will hopefully pack out the podcast feed for the foreseeable future. So stay tuned, sometime in the next two weeks I will start putting in the new podcasts, and it will cover a number of topics which haven't yet been discussed. In any case, I hope you enjoy the special remix of the original Ape Reality Podcast, take it away Tom, a year ago. This evening I'd like to talk about two topics. The first topic I'd like to talk about is the background history of Noble Ape. This is really the pre-history of Noble Ape. Dealing in particular with a cognitive simulation, but also the software development that led towards Noble Ape. This isn't something that's written down and it's something that I wanted to talk about in this kind of format, because it gives me some kind of reflective time to actually think back and talk about the experiences that led up to the development of Noble Ape. The second topic I'd like to talk about is ApeScript, the development of ApeScript and also the ApeScript Contest, which is on the other extreme of the history of Noble 8. It is in fact very recent history. So to start off with, I'd like to talk a bit about the background of the development of Noble 8. Really, the development of Noble 8 started when I was about 13, 14, 15, initially with a Schmuck West series of games that I developed with my friend Darren Bolton, and it led towards a period where I would write a lot of code in notebooks. I didn't own a computer up until the age of about 15, so all my development from... When I started programming around 8, uh, when I used to go into the local university about 10, when I started writing software with friends from about 13, all came in kind of remote experiences where I'd have a limited amount of time to actually do the coding. And for this reason, notebooks were central to me. I would literally write the code and diagrams and any additional information I thought was fit, with the view that this would be a very precious time when I was in front of a keyboard to actually write the code into the computer and get it to compile and work and things this nature. The Schmuck Quest series of games were written probably over a 12 month period with my friend Darren Bolton. There was a lot of background documentation the Schmuck Quest manuals were very rich and actually used by a couple of my friends long after I'd finished with them in in making a comic book series in Australia. So it was documentation and software development in parallel which very much mirrors the initial development of Noble 8 particularly the original manuals. When I was about 15 my high school group went on a trip into Central Australia. I had a middle ear infection at the time and mild bronchitis, but the decision was made to still send me on this trip. I had a code book with me and started looking at the transition of landscapes with a view to create some kind of rich simulation environment. I was interested in the time in making a UFO simulator where the UFO flew over a wide variety of, of landscapes. I was very interested in flight simulators and that kind of interface, both the interface in terms of seeing the cockpit and also the land and various other things moving outside if you're familiar with the early Falcon vector graphics games very much of that kind of narrative but I wanted something that was much richer and more detailed in terms of the landscape in terms of the being flowing water and trees and lakes and mountains and flatland, grassland this kind of stuff. So I had a code book and I wrote through this code book and progressively through the trip before we even reached Central Australia got sicker and sicker to the point where I was left in a remote part of South Australia for my grandparents who lived in Adelaide to drive up and collect me and over most of this period I was quite delirious and then recuperated in South Australia with my grandparents and and proceeded to write this code book. At the end of completing this code book of this landscape UFO simulator I sent the code book back to a friend in Canberra who with his father actually wrote the code into the computer I think it was Turbo Pascal or Turbo C from memory can't remember which I think they may have only had Turbo Pascal and I wrote code conversion and stuff and this whole background narrative written code came from when I was a young child having access to books where you'd write your own fantasy games in BASIC and things like this so very familiar with how to write code books in that regard too and plenty of diet and explanations and you know if this section doesn't work try this but most of the time I basically wrote straight code anyway I arrived back in Canberra and within a day of me arriving back in Canberra in fact possibly even on the same day I rode back I got a telephone call from my friend who was very excited because he and his father had typed in this code and had compiled I think pretty well first time and they were looking over this landscape and describing these things and they said what What are these strange floating disk-like things and I said oh they're the UFOs you know rolling hills and water and flyovers and it all looked very early 90s vector graphics style beautiful but that really is the background of noble ape in a Kind of prehistory sense i developed a lot of separate simulations an agar simulator that i remodeled into the cognitive simulation of noble ape but there were lots of different bits of software also compilers and interpreters and things like that where i wanted to take all this software and kind of push it all together into what was originally called the Nirvana project which which went on to of course be noble ape that's one of the, the fundamental stories basically in the background of noble ape the cognitive simulation component was done i was in the shed. After the original foundation of Noble 8, but I had lots of old Agar simulation that I'd written on machines, probably in the early 90s i can't remember it was after the it was after the visual vector graphics but probably in a similar time frame to schmuck quest when i actually ported it over to windows porting it to windows was a big event for me personally the ufo sim was was written for windows but i programmed the schmuck quest series for the mac and porting it over to windows was a, was a big event so around that time i wrote negar simulation always very interested in kind of vector landscapes and trees and water and making things look as, as real as possible with very limited graphics. Uh, this was really the background to believe. If we fast forward to early last year, uh, we'd moved from the UK to the US and I assumed just through the process of you know looking for work and moving or whatever that I'd had some time on my hands. And my thinking at the time was the bit that was missing and this really is three years ago when Lake was put up on download sites and when it had gone full colour and multi-window and people kind of getting into what Lake was. The the background feedback that the download sites were providing was that there needed to be a scripting language as well to make 8 just that much better so my thought was with a bit of time off that you know this would be an ideal time to actually implement a scripting language and in memory it took me about six weeks just of tinkering just seeing this could be simplified this can look better initially ApeScript didn't have any functions and then I wrote functions in so you know all these all these components coming together created ApeScript over a period of time lots of bits and pieces of debugging. I think in total, it probably took me about four months to uh, actually complete 8script to a satisfactory level and lots of musing and various testing techniques and things. Looking at hash values, the influence of, of Pedro's feedback on these kind of things. It's always good to have a coding sparring partner as Darren Bolton was with SchmuckQuest. Well, over a period of developing script, I was curious to how well it would be adopted. With developing new technology even relatively abstract new technology with Noble Ape, I'm always curious who will get it, who will get this component of the development, who will understand it. And I certainly found that with Apple's vector changes certain developers really just caught that. It's never a mass market, it's never about a majority of people, it's really about scratching nerd itches and other nerd having the same itches. And this is really what motivated the development of ApeScript. So having completed all of that, I discovered that there are about eight ApeScript users that got to the point where they download the debugger as well. ApeScript has a built-in debugger which shows you an output through a single cycle of ApeScript. And my thinking was, okay, so we've got eight users, it's taken me about four months, but this is, you know, a language that certainly university students should be relatively receptive to, but how do you get it out there without active publicity? And my thought was the ApeScript contest. Well, what The ApeScript contest. The ApeScript contest has two aims. The first is to get people thinking dynamically about how they can use this ApeScript language both within the simulation and as an external. Component of their own technology or just standalone or whatever they want to do with the idea of ApeScript. And the second part is actually to do with bug submission. It's uh, very difficult to write open source and the nature of Noble Ape because really the only kind of bug testing that you do, you do yourself. There's not a lot of user feedback in terms of bugs and they're very difficult to track even when you do get user feedback. So the two components were getting people using ApeScript and getting them using it dynamically and at the same time creating a set of bugs that existed within ApeScript that could be fixed. Or that needed to be fixed, irrespective of whether or not they could be. So these, this was you know, the motivation by the Apescript Contest and there has been nothing more done on the Script Contest bar the seed of an idea primarily because I want to work out the legalities of it. By the way the prizes are in cash. I think this was very important to me that we're offering people iPods or any of that kind of nonsense so we just give them cash, you know <laughs> and tax problems as they evolve, they evolve, whatever occurs occurs, but I thought it was far more important to give people cash irrespective of where they were in the world than it was to give them ethereal prizes and they could do with the money what they like. So that was the C idea, which really hasn't developed that much more because of the analysis of the legalities working up what shape and form Noble Ape will take in this contest and things of this nature. But the idea is still there, it's still percolating and because the primary contestants in the Ape script contest would be university students, the time frame associated with the contest will probably be about four to six months, which gives people enough time to learn the language, start experimenting with language and actually create something interesting with the language. I is that it won't just be a set of isolated students so there will actually be universities that pick it up and it moves in that direction too to get a bit of a- academic credibility to-, to noble ape so there you have two extremes two bits of noble ape history One's the formative kind of component that led into the development of noble ape and one is the ape script contest i hope you've enjoyed this first podcast there are going to be many more like it no doubt touching on a wide variety of topics i can be contacted to tom at nobleape.com. thank you very much for listening and i hope you tune in once again